there's like a constant song running through my head it, this is the end of the world as we know it <laughs> and, and uh and yes i did just sing on a podcast <laughs> welcome to the from quarantine podcast a daily dose of dry humor from two americans living in the heart of europe hosted by january newbanks and tassie gibson hello hello Hi, Miss January. How are you tonight? I'm doing pretty well. A little crazy, as always, but I think that's my natural state, so. <laughs> well, it is Saturday. I know, I know. I'm trying so hard to have, like, a rhythm to the week, you know, like, to keep weekends feeling like weekends, because, like, frankly, every day feels like weekends right now. Me too. Um, that was my goal today. I wanted it to feel like any other normal Saturday. And I think I think I got it. How about you? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always next week, right? Like, there's always tomorrow, <laughs> too. Like, we still have another day of the weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. It really, it did feel like a weekend. Like, um, when I get into my... in your pajamas. Yes. Yeah, I had pajamas on for like half the day and not the first half the day, the last half the day. So <laughs> it's weird. Um, so bullet points, anything interesting yeah. for you well, today? Uh, you know that my dog is actually a nine-year-old ghost boy living inside of a dog body, right? Yes. So um, he's been craving trams. He really, really misses riding the trams. Um, he stops at the tram. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> he stops at the tram stop every morning and every afternoon on the walk, and we have to wait until at least two trams passes. And he looks at the tram and he looks at me. So I promised him today that we would take a ride on the tram. So <laughs> I know, I know. Have you started to lose your mind? <laughs> Actually. It's funny you say that a friend sent me this uh, meme in Czech and it was basically like kind of a fake, fake meme from um, Czech, I don't know, psychological department or something that was like, uh, don't worry if you are speaking to your pet. That's totally normal. Like, don't call us to ask us if, you know, something's wrong with you. But if your pet starts speaking back, then check in. <laughs> Milk. Milk. Um, if you've listened so, to our previous episode, you'll get that. If not, I'm not insane. I promise you. So, so, um, I went to Heviesda, the big park on the top of the hill. So it's only two uh, tram stops, and there was no one in the tram. Um, but I told Tony as we're walking towards the tram stop that we were going on the tram and he started to run and he ran to the tram stop and then the tram came and we got on and he jumped up and down and danced around and jumped on me and was the happiest boy in the world to be on a tram. Oh, yeah. What a sweet story. I'm so jealous. I miss Javiesa so much. I know. I wish that you could go for a walk with us there soon. We have soon. parks here, like it near me, like within walking distance, and they're beautiful parks. But there's nothing like being in the trees. I miss being in the trees. Mm-hmm. I know. Ooh. It feels like you escape the city, like really escape the city when mm-hmm. you're there. But there it's were a lot true. of people. It was raining and cold and still. Yeah. <laughs> 
because everybody's like, yeah. let's get the hell out of the house. It's Saturday. That's exactly. What about yeah. you? What's your bullet point? Well, my I had a theme of today. Um, I'm not quite so sure, sure, quite sure how successful I was um, at accomplishing it. But my theme today was pause. Um, and I'm really trying to pause when I have a good feeling, like when something is making me happy mm-hmm. um, and just kind of sit there with that emotion for a little bit, because I think, I think a lot of times like the emotions that, that uh, call out for our attention the most are our negative emotions and the happy That's ones so were like, true. Oh, that was nice. And we just kind of skip over them and then like we get into like a negative spiral in our thinking or you know anxiety about thing change uncertainty um and so I wanted to take like a few moments today like when something made me really happy and pause and so like my first moment that I paused it's funny that you were talking about Tonda because um I took Gus to Regravisati, which is a beautiful park oh, so in my there. part of the city, Vinarati. And um, it, it feels like being on top of the world. If you've seen my pictures on Instagram, you've probably seen a picture or three from there recently because it's like the biggest park that I can walk to, like without uh, and there's a nice big space for the dogs to run free. It's great. Yeah, it is great. So I let Gus off leash like the whole time, even where he wasn't supposed to be off leash. And he was just chasing the birds, like Aww. just going wild chasing the birds. And he was even like skidding out on the wet grass. <laughs> he was just so happy. And I was like, I'm really going to take my time and be happy. That, like, this is making the dog so happy. So, I feel you with your Tony Tram moment. Like, just letting your dog, watching him be so happy is, like, such a nice moment to um, to just pause. So, it is. Yeah. And then yeah. we stood still and looked over the city. And you can see the castle from the top of the hill. And you can really see a lot of the city center from the top of the hill. And... It's just so beautiful, and even though it was kind of rainy today, like uh, around noon or so when we were there, the sky was kind of not foggy. It was clear, so you could see out far. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that was my first pause. Well, that kind of leads into my second bullet point that I was going to tell you, because um, I realized that I spend a lot of time on my phone and on the computer these days. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, because checking all the updates, doing some research for this podcast. Uh, you kind of have to right now because, I mean, right. there's changes every day. So Exactly. Staying connected. And also, I've spent a lot of time talking to people and messaging people, which is wonderful. Like, not for one moment do I want to not be connected to the friends that are reaching out and people I'm reaching out to. That's wonderful. But it's a lot of screen time. Um, And so I told myself that today in my traditional, we talked about I have my introvert, tassy introvert days, that Mm -hmm. I was going to make this a normal Saturday. So I didn't set any alarms. I let myself sleep until I woke up, took Tony to the park. 
Um, and then I went to the store because um, there were essential items missing from my pantry, which would be chocolate. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is, this is worth risking some social distancing. I have got to get a bar of chocolate. So I went to the store and I came home and I cooked. I made a rice pilaf casserole and I just made it completely a normal Saturday with no media. I shut my computer. I didn't open it until this evening. And on my phone, I turned the ringer off and notifications off and was only checking it like every hour or so to make sure I hadn't missed anything important. Um, and just talked to my mama this evening. And it was a really good headspace because life felt normal for a few hours. Mm-hmm. That is so nice. I think I also kind of stepped away from a lot of screen time today. I listened to an audiobook for a while, which I haven't done uh, for about a week. And uh, yeah, it was nice. Well, maybe the reason why we were so inspired is because what are we talking about tonight, Miss January? <laughs> tonight we're going to talk about managing anxiety. Um, I have a little disclaimer. This is not medical advice. Um, neither one of yes, us are mental health. We are not doctors. <laughs> no. Neither one of us are mental health professionals, uh, but I am a sufferer of chronic anxiety and illness-related anxiety. So this is like this experience that we're having right now globally is like a, a nice cocktail for me to just melt down. So far, I'm I'm pretty good, but you know, I I definitely am kind of on high alert, watching my thoughts and everything like that. So I can share some things that work for me. And Tassie is a human being who's alive in 2020. So let's just say she has some experience on the matter as well. Yes, definitely. There have been and, some anxious moments. Yes. And so we wanted to talk about, you know, just basically managing anxiety. And there are a ton of things that between the two of us that we discussed and that we can share with you. And we're probably not going to get to them all tonight. Um we will be talking about mental health more on this podcast. And I have a few friends in the mental health profession and I'd love to reach out to them and see if they will come on and talk with us um, about like yeah, really specific great. things. I would love to hear from them. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, I thought, you know, let's just talk about what. This is some personal experience. Yeah, yeah, personal experience, like just how we're managing right now. This is really, um, on Monday, it will start week three for me of oh, wow. things not being normal. Like Lucy being home from school, like I haven't obviously been shut up in the house for three weeks, but this will be three weeks of things not being the way that they normally are, spending mm -hmm. a lot more time at home and also taking on the responsibility of, you know, helping my child with her education. So, so anyway, let's get started. We started with this Mashable link um, that you had sent to me and it had some really great tips, a nice little video that took you through the tips. Um, and we'll link that of course in the show notes. Um, but we're kind of going to use that as um, a template. A template. Thank you. That's the word. Um, this is what happens when you don't talk to anyone all day. 
uh, as a template to kind of guide us through our conversation and what's um, and what we're going to talk about. And one of the things is stay off of social media. <laughs> yeah, definitely curb it. I think there's so much um, alarmist tone to the articles that are being, you know, obviously that's what people share. They share the stuff that is, you know, oh my God, can you believe this is happening? Um, And, you know, this is not a diss to anybody who shares articles on social media, but, uh, you know, you have probably an average, what do they say? Everybody has an average of like 300 to 700 friends. Right, right, on Facebook. And if you imagine every single one of them is, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Yeah, because this isn't something that's happening in one little part of the world. This is like a global pandemic. So, like, all your friends from all over the world have something to say and have some opinions and want to make it political from time to time. I think think it's – I'm of two minds – because I understand why people want to post what this, what in the U.S., what the administration, current administration is not getting right. Because they feel like it's their duty to, um, to give that information so that people are more informed voters, right? Um, yeah. But it's also kind of... I, I don't know. I This is the part that's kind of controversial. Like part of me feels like it's not the time. Like mm. we can't just continually, you know, rehash, rehash, rehash what's being done wrong. Like there's a point where we're going to have to focus on like what is in front of us, what can right. we do locally. Um, and, and really in the U S that's your best option anyway, because mm. the federal government it's, it's, you know, a decentralized system on purpose. So right. You and know. you and I have had this conversation, and actually I've had this conversation with several people, and I think um, regardless of if you're in the U.S. or in a different country, even talking to Tara yesterday um, after the show, like, you you have the, it, you have the government that you have in the place where you are, mm-hmm. and your government in that place, whether it's the U.K. or Portugal or Czech Republic or Ohio, is doing what it's doing for the reasons that it's doing it and you need to uh be safe within that system and i agree with you that although um i and i do it as well anyone who's out there on my facebook you know like i do share some articles that reflect my political views because i'm like oh wow they're getting this right or oh wow they're getting this really wrong um Mm -hmm. and i think that that's kind of a natural thing to do on the other hand, like, I can't call uh, someone who lives somewhere else and say, well, the government where I live is doing this, this, and this, and supporting this, and da 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 mm-hmm. because that person doesn't live in that space, and that's not going to change right now. So I get where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah, and we have had a lot of positive things to say about how things are being handled in the Czech Republic, but let's be clear, neither one of us are huge fans of the government that's in office right, right now. Right, right, yes. So we are definitely kind of have our ears perked up, <laughs> always watching and always listening for, you know, when things might take a different turn. So... Right. um. And actually, it's the second part of um, 
staying offline is that there's so much fake news out there um, because people don't in the Czech Republic, there have been a lot of protests. Again, if you're on my Facebook, somewhere outside of the Czech Republic, you know I've posted about this in the past year. There was a huge uh, protest a few months ago. Um, so Multiple. Pe- yeah. Yes, yes. And people are not necessarily happy with the current government here either. Um, and that can lead to fake news. Um, and my neighbor sent me a message. It's funny because my next door neighbor is a good friend of mine. And because we're doing social distancing and being good little citizens, um, <laughs> we don't meet, but we text each other through the wall, which is kind of funny. It reminds me of university. Um, mm-hmm. But she sent me a message. Oh my gosh, have you heard about this fake news thing going around the Czech Republic? And I said, no. And apparently there's some video of some girl who says she knows someone somewhere and that when the Czech Republic has a thousand cases of coronavirus and we're approaching that uh, number, that the government is going to, I don't know, spiral and take over military and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's just not true. It's fake news. Um, And the police are dealing with it. So they've been putting out these PSA announcements and like telling people don't believe this, trying to find the source of it to get it off of Facebook, to get people to stop sending it via WhatsApp, like trying to find the the source of the information to the point that my neighbor is sending me a message like you haven't seen this, have you? Because if you have. And I'm like, no. So, yeah, do due diligence. Always check Mm -hmm. your sources. Yeah. And I mean, if you're looking for for um, good, reliable sources about what's actually happening with the disease globally, you can always check your country's, you know, health organization like uh, glo- the CDC in the U.S. or there's the Global Health Organization, uh, which right. has a lot W-H-O. of yeah, a lot of um, really good reliable information but the Mm -hmm. last thought that I want to say about that because we live in a society where we have to process as human beings living in this time we have to process so much information that even if there wasn't a global pandemic these are important things to practice for your anxiety (laughs) and depression levels anyway and there is such a thing as saying I know enough because you can't know everything and there you can put a tremendous amount of pressure on yourself to be um, well-informed to the extent that you're crippled with anxiety. And, you know, for instance, um, I'm not reading everything that's coming out of Italy right now. Stories about Italy. It's Mm -hmm. overwhelmingly tragic. It's horrifying. Um, I'm really sad about it. I know what's going on. I know what is possible for me to do. And I have done those things. Um, but I I know enough. So right, right. when I see like the really sad stories coming through, like the headlines and stuff, I'm like, you know what? Nope. Yeah, I'm not going to read those things. I know I enough. Understand. So yeah, I think I think that's really important. To give yourself mm-hmm. permission to just be like, you know, like, right. like Ali Wong in her, in her uh, Netflix special, Baby Cobra, when she's like, I haven't seen that I, 
I have suffered enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. And I think along with that is to turn off the notifications. Like you don't need to be notified every single time there is a news bulletin or Mm -hmm. uh, I saw, I saw this meme. I don't know if I sent it to you today. Um, and it said breaking news, you know, with that like red banner and everything. Yeah. And underneath of it is, it just said, what the fuck now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's kind of how you feel. And I think turning off the, the news push alerts, um, or even turning your, your ringer off. Like that's what I did today. You can check mm-hmm. the phone without the ringer. Um, but I think that that little ping every few minutes um really does something to your to your nerves like mm-hmm. I, it doesn't let you rest you're on constant high alert so yeah. turning that off can be good um another thing that i wanted to talk about from the article that we read was meditation breathing these sorts of like finding a calm space cuz you know in 2013 i had the infection in my ankles Yes. Um, it was a bacterial infection. And I was basically at home for about six weeks and on bed rest for most of that time. Um, and I couldn't walk. I couldn't get myself to the toilet. I couldn't get myself food. Like I was just in my bed for a couple of weeks. Um, and I was going a little stir crazy. You know that I love to be active. I'm a walker. Yeah. At the time I was swimming, all kinds of stuff. Um, and what I found that really helped me was yoga. And people think of yoga, I thought of yoga before that incident as like, you do weird poses, you get on your head, you contort your body. Um, but actually, it's really about connecting your body with your mind and that mm-hmm. those two things are not separate, but they are the same. And I found all of these really interesting videos and instructions about yoga for people that are bedridden, um, which was a bit about meditation, a bit about movement. Um, and it was one of the things that took me through that time, which was one of the darkest moments of my life. Like I was really, <laughs> we were talking about anxiety like I Mm -hmm. I kept a calendar of how many days it had been since I had cried last and when I got to 48 hours I was like (laughs) woohoo I'm on the mend Uh Um, so so I think that that's really important finding that space and something that's helped me recently um, a therapist had recommended doing tai chi because it's that nice middle ground between exercise which a lot of people put yoga in the category of exercise so if that's Mm -hmm. for you're like no um and meditation and I am not a meditator I'm very bad at like making my head still um Mm -hmm. and it's a nice in between and the thing I like about it the most is that it also involves touching yourself Um, (laughs) but but not in any R-rated ways. Um, But for example, there's one posture where you put your hands on your back, like around your kidneys, and you bend down while running your um, hands along the back of your legs. And then you breathe in while running your hands along the inside of your legs. And then when you get to the top of your thighs, then you do a full breath and put your arms all the way up to the ceiling. Um, And that can be really reassuring, especially if you're isolated by yourself, um, that Mm -hmm. you have that physical touch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've done a couple of the videos that you've sent me to, and I really enjoyed them. I know. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not really like a, I do this for spiritual reasons and to connect with Mother Earth. And that's not my thing. But there's something very peaceful and very grounding about moving your body over and over and over again. You find a peace in the movement. If you do something for 10 times, you really do Mm -hmm. clear your head and connect. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more you kind of memorize the movements like it becomes a muscle memory and your head stops focusing so much on like oh what do I do now and how do I get into this next position or what whatever but you're kind of used to what comes next uh especially with like the eight chakras video that you sent me the tai chi yeah eight chakras video like once you've done that a few times like you you're used to what's coming next you know kind of the rhythm of it and you can it is sort of a meditation, like mm-hmm. your your brain can can just release and can be in the moment. And, and it is a lot easier than like sit still meditation, even though I am a fan of um, sit still med- meditation and deep breathing for myself. Um, oh, you got to teach me your ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's taken me a long time. I think I took my first meditation class um in university uh so I'm one of the olds so wow that's been a while (laughs) it's been a while back and and uh and I haven't consistently practiced it since then um because part of like part of the charm of my personality is that it doesn't consistently do anything um (laughs) but (laughs) that's sarcasm by the way except Um, for staying friends with me (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> but uh but yeah that that meditation, that deep breathing and um my therapist has like gone into like what goes on behind the scenes when you deep breathe, when you slow your breath out, um and how it exactly connects with your brain and what it does. And it basically just lights your whole brain on fire like in a good way like yeah it's so good supercharges it and um and your body automatically starts relaxing like sometimes even when I'm in a really stressful situation like I just lengthen my breath out um Mm -hmm. because nobody notices like I'm not like doing yogic breathing or anything like that but like (laughs) um but I'll just start to like kind of slow the breath out and and extend it Um, and I can immediately feel myself like kind of coming back into my body and being able to true finding something that is small that Mm -hmm. you don't have exactly. You don't have to stand on your head. I rub my, um, wrists when I, when I'm in a situation like that, Mm -hmm. uh, I get nervous because it's something that other people don't notice and it's not, it doesn't exert so much energy on my part. Um, but yeah, rubbing my wrist or rubbing the, uh, my thumb in the middle of my palm, um, mm-hmm. kind of the same for me. It's that soothing. Yeah. What, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is, um, thoughts, uh, especially as we're, as we're facing fears of uncertainty, um, what's going to happen. You know, I've seen a lot of people like kind of working this out on social media, like 
uh, I told Tassie that there's like a constant song running through my head. This is the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> and, okay. and, uh, and, and yes, I did just sing on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it like, it helps me laugh at myself when I get into the spiral. Like when you see people posting things and I don't begrudge anybody posting um, their emotions online to try to work through it. I fully support that. I think like, you know, as much as you're comfortable right. with, if that's like your way of like things. reaching out right. and somebody can like reach out to you because you were honest online, like go for it. Obviously like, you know, there's a healthy line there, but I'm not your therapist. So you go talk to them about that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think catastrophic thoughts and anxious thoughts in general um, one of the tactics that um, my therapist has taught me is reframing thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to do this for myself a lot, like especially if I start to get in a downward spiral where um, I'm just like, I'm not good enough. I am never going to accomplish this. I don't think I can do this. I'm not strong enough, whatever it happens to be. Um, or, you know, right now, like, the world is never going to go back to the way it was before. And you start that grieving process of just this could be the end of everything that we mm-hmm. know, you know, like uh, that we know what it looks like. And and from here on out, we might not even know what the world is going to look like. And, and it's going to be bad. And um, <laughs> she's asked me to do a couple different things when we speak. And one is just, to kind of flip it on its ear and be like, what happens if it's a positive change? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that you can reframe thoughts uh, is like, for example, if I have this thought, uh, the, the world is over. The way that we we live in in our society is over. Not the world is over, but like the way we see and have experienced <laughs> the, the world up until now is over yeah it's the end of the world and and I'm never gonna get that back instead of thinking that way like just kind of turn it around and be like you know what humans are infinitely innovative and we've seen that time and time again in right. World War II. we are so resilient so resilient. we are so resilient you know like we women had to go work in factories and you know, started playing baseball for Christ's sakes, like to, right, to keep the nation right. entertained, you know, shout out to a league of their own. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like there's reasons to have hope. There's always a reason to have hope. And when those thoughts come into your mind, not assigning them a value, like they, these are my thoughts. They are, mm-hmm. Permanent. This is true. I think that that's really hard that um, you read something or you see something or you start thinking something and you're like, this is true. We're not going to be out of quarantine for 18 months. I read it somewhere. This is true. And telling yourself that's not true. Like it, we don't know. You don't know. And allowing, I think it's really hard. It's really hard for me um, to not know something. Like I deal much better with parameters. Mm -hmm. I think humans do in general, but especially a Tassie human deals really well (laughs) with boxes. Everything needs to go in a box in my brain. Um, (laughs) 
And I think giving yourself permission to be like, this box is open and you don't have to put a lid on it and you don't have to have an answer today um, and letting go of that a bit. Mm -hmm. There's also a podcast that I kind of want to talk about here just really briefly. Um, The very first episode of Invisibilia. Uh, it's about the I secret life of thought. That one yet. You no, about it it's about mm-hmm. invisible forces and and how they like play into our experience as humans. But the very first episode, I believe it's called the Secret Life of Thoughts. It's something about thoughts. Um, but there's a person who has harm related OCD. There's a person who was trapped in his brain for um, years, oh uh, and they're was another person that I can't remember right now. I think there's three parts to that one. But anyway, the the harm-related OCD, um, he went to several cognitive behavioral therapists and they, like, he even kind of got fired by a cognitive behavioral therapist because he started, one day he was watching a really violent um movie about drug lords in South America and then just all of a sudden it just flipped this switch in his brain and he started having like these disturbing thoughts right Um, I won't go into them now you should go listen to that podcast if you want (laughs) to know about them um but he finally found a therapist who was like imagine that as a thought is just your brain synapses firing and the thought can just float in and float out and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have you don't have to like assign that thought to your character right you don't have to own it like yeah you can just your thought process is not always you yeah you can just let it go because Mm -hmm. there are all kinds of things at work that bring your thoughts to the forefront of your mind and you know like I've thought the same thing like I, I know we've had this conversation, Tassie, like, I, when we talk about authors, like, Chuck Palahniuk, I'm like, whoa, like, what is wrong <laughs> with that guy's brain? Like, John how, Irving. Does even, <laughs> how does he even think up these stories? They're so disturbing. I mean, it's like, uncomfortable and painful disturbing. But anyway, Chuck, I, you do you. But... <laughs> But I I think this episode is interesting because it's kind of post-cognitive behavioral therapy. It's not that there's anything like, you know, super mm-hmm. wrong with cognitive behavioral therapy, but, this, but it's a new way of thinking. Uh, and it's several years old, so maybe it's more widespread yeah, now. It sounds but... really interesting. It's good. It flows into my moment of calm because you said the word hope quite a few times um, when you were talking about thoughts. And I wanted to read the Emily Dickinson poem, Hope. That's my um, moment I of I know. She was so oh. weird. <laughs> I know. She was. Oh, if you don't know Emily, you guys should get out there and try Emily Dickinson. Read some stuff about her. She she had some interesting things going on. Um, yeah. And her poem, her poetry is beautiful. It's very, it feels very modern. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chilliest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Aww. 
Yeah. I feel like so. I say that every time we're done saying something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think there's also something really nice about being read to by your friend. It's like a comforting voice with, with comforting words, and it just warms your heart. I've been listening to some of those people that have been reading books to children online, and it's true. It's it's nice to have someone read to you. Oh man, did so, you see the? Um, did you see? Sorry, this is nothing to do with things, but did you see the Tom Hiddleston uh, doing a voice recording? Of, I forget what it is. Oh, pie. Yes, pie. Yes, the number. Every single woman out there, and most of the men. <laughs> it's just like look up him reading pi 3.14 blah 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 it's uh-huh. a beautiful moment of your day it is so <laughs> i'm like you know those people that are into smsr sm and smmr what is that called i i have no idea you don't know what i'm talking about nope um it's where where you calming voices or yeah 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 what is that called we'll look it up we'll tell you tomorrow yeah <laughs> I'm like, I know this. It just went poof out of my head. But anyway, if there was Tom Hiddleston, like, just saying up, things like that, yeah. like, over oh. and over again, like, that is my version of whatever those four letters are. Um. <laughs> well, enjoy your evening. Have fun yes. with your family. And I'm going to go scratch Tony Tony's tummy. Yeah. Talk to you Uh, comforting things. Yes, we'll talk (laughs) to you tomorrow. Ciao. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.